Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Hi everybody and welcome to this episode of my podcast and today what I'm going to deal with is, uh, it was prompted by uh, a really interesting phone call that I had with one of our new friends in the property sourcing industry during the week and they asked me this question. The question they asked was, what mistakes do I commonly see in new property sourcing companies, friends that are new to the industry so that they can avoid the mistakes? It made me think. And uh, there are two or three key mistakes that I believe people make in their new property sourcing business. So I'm going to share them with you now. Mistake number one. We're going to start with mistake number one. People give up people give up. They just don't stick at it long enough. An example, uh, there was a lovely, lovely lady did our training about this time last year, probably. And she sort of dropped off the radar. I hadn't seen much of her. Hadn't heard from her, nothing at all. And then on a completely unrelated event, uh, I bumped into her. Hi, how are you? How's it going? What you've been doing? And she said to me, no, you, you know, this deal sourcing malarkey, it, it really didn't work for me, David. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. And I said, why? What, what's the issues? What went wrong? Well, I, you know, I couldn't find any deals. That's the thing. Just couldn't. It's not worked for me. Didn't work out. Okay, well, let's drill down a little bit on that. So you haven't found any deals. I asked her about her area, and she told me, and it sounded um, a really good area, right? I said, how many viewings have you actually done? And she said, I've done three. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking the same as I'm thinking. Really, should you give up after three viewings? You know, if you're only going to do three viewings, it's not going to work. You've got to be really, really lucky if you're just starting out to find something really, really cool in the first three viewings. Maybe the first 30 viewings is a sensible number. And uh, if you get a deal on average at your first 30 viewings when you're just starting out, I think that's pretty cool. And that will work. Now, as you get more experienced, obviously your average will improve because you're more experience, you know what you're looking for, you've got your area knowledge and everything, your skills are building and your experience is building, so that's really, really cool. But if you're just starting out, one in 30, I can see that, I can see that that's possible. And if you do 30 viewings, imagine how practiced you're becoming, not only with actually how you view the property, but also your scripts with the estate agents, the way you speak to vendors, all of that stuff is absolutely key to building your property business, it is. And one in 30 is a really good average if you're just starting out. In fact, the thing about one in 30 as an average is that it is an average. So there's a potential here for doing way more than 30 viewings before you find your deal. So if you've done 58 viewings with no deals at this point, for all you know, viewing number 59, viewing number 60 is where your deal is going to be. So don't get disheartened, don't give up. You've got to stick at it long enough to work. Three viewings does not work. So why do people fail coming into the industry? Number one, they give up, give up too quickly. And uh, I don't know why they give up. You know, why do they go through it? Why do they do the training? Why do they invest in themselves? Why do they put the time in and then do three viewings? That's really weird. I saw on the news during this week, a young woman she walks on a wire 
and uh, she was completely unaided, except she was she held this big long pole. That was all she had. No safety nets, anything like that. And she walked between two buildings. I don't know, three hundred feet, four hundred feet up in the air. I've no idea how high it was. And she just walked across using all the skills and the practice over the years. Now, that was not the third time she'd attempted that, right? She'd started many years ago, perfected her skills, perfected her art, built her confidence that comes from knowing that your processes are right and your systems are right and what you're doing is right and you just got to keep doing it long enough and it'll all work out. Here's the thing. If she made a mistake, it was pretty fatal. You know, she's not going to do well dropping from three, four hundred feet, just hanging onto a pole, right? To my knowledge, you know, no one has ever died just because they viewed a house. Now, to my knowledge, you're going to find something really obscure and weird, right? Message me if you do. But to my knowledge, nobody has ever died just viewing a house. So we've all got to start somewhere. Number one reason why people fail in the industry, they give up. Number two, marketing. They don't know anything about marketing. And marketing is a really big word. And uh, to be honest, I didn't really know what marketing was when I started out. But I did do bits of it without knowing it was marketing. So when I started, really the only way you could do this was face-to-face. To do it quickly, right? That was the most cost-effective way of doing it. So the old stuff is the old stuff, but it still works. It still works today. There are people doing it today. I'm still doing it today. The three-foot rule. If you don't know what the three-foot rule is, this is what it is. When you go anywhere, tell anyone you meet who stands within three feet of you what it is that you do. Okay, so if you're at a property network meeting, if you're at a business lunch, if if you're just out there socially, if you're in the queue at Asda waiting to pay, right? Tell the people in the queue what you do. Now, they're not going to be very interested in what you do, maybe, or maybe not. And that's not the point of telling them. The point of telling them is to practice that you're telling people. Practice your scripts, practice your elevator pitch. I'll do a different podcast episode on elevator pitches, right? But just practice telling people what you do, because the repetition of telling people what you do makes it easier to tell people what you do. And the people that you tell after you've practiced what you tell what you do are going to get a better vision of what it is that you do. So then you can go to property network meetings. Property network meetings is where I found my business. I did. And you start talking to other property professionals. Now, Not all property meetings are the same. Not all network meetings are the same. And then even one network group can be really, really good one month and then you get lower numbers the next month and you don't know that because you've only gone for the second month and all that sort of thing. So you've got to keep going. You've got to keep going. Pick your network meeting carefully, the one that you're going to support, and keep going. And get there early. Most people don't get there early. I know because I'm a network meeting host. Most people get there at 6.58 for a seven o'clock start. That's not early. That is why most network meetings start a little bit late, because you've got to get them unregistered and their name tags and all that sort of thing. And they turn up at 6.58, turn up at half past six, go into the room, meet people, talk to people, see if you've got any common ground. Give them the three foot rule, tell them what you do. During the break, don't rush to the bar, rush to the loo. 
hang around, talk to people, network. At the end of the meeting, stay, don't rush home. Network in the room. Why do they call them network meetings when nobody wants to network? It is a puzzle to me. So one-to-one, face-to-face works. It works. And you've got to build your confidence. The only way you can build your confidence is practice your scripts. The only way to practice your scripts is go and talk to people. So get out there and talk to people. Don't give up. Just rejoice in the fact that you can practice your script about who you are and what you do. And then when you do meet your investor, they'll see the common ground that there is between you. Let's move on. Marketing. Uh, Social media today is a massive opportunity for marketers. First of all, it's free. I mean, Facebook marketing is pretty much free. I'm not talking about paid ads here. I'm talking about just putting yourself out there. Content marketing is absolutely the best way to build your credibility, explain to people what you do and what you know. You've got to build your brand. You've got to attract investors to you, attract people who want to work with you. Why should they work with you? What makes you different? What is it that you're going to do to increase their wealth? And you should focus on that. If you want investors to back you, support you, work with you, how are you going to increase investors' wealth? It's absolutely crucial. So this is what I was taught. I'm going to share it with you. If you're just starting out, get on to Facebook, set up your business page. You need a business page. Now, you may well already have a personal profile. If you want to work from your personal profile, there's nothing wrong with that. The issues with that are twofold, probably more, but two that that jump to my mind. First is all your non-property friends are going to see all your stuff. And, uh, you know, you might not want them to see it. And then equally, all your property friends are going to see all your other stuff. You know, your pals on holiday, posting those photographs when they're on the sunbed just of their feet by the pool. We've all seen those photos, right? If you want those on there, that's cool. People posting a dinner, all that sort of thing. You can separate it by having your personal profile as is and starting a business page. And all your property stuff you can put on your business page. It's absolutely free. You can set up a business page. I think the top right-hand corner of your profile, you'll see a little blue upside-down triangle. Click on that. It tells you how to set up your page. The other thing with having a page is when you get a bit more experienced, you can boost your profile, boost your posts by using Facebook ads, Facebook want you to use ads. They absolutely do. That's what all the new algorithms are about. It's it's still a mighty beast. Don't worry about Facebook's algorithms. It still works. I still get success from it. Keep your page and your personal profile different. Explain on your page what you can do for people. What we're here for as deal packages is to increase the wealth of our investors. We're not finding BMV. We're not promising stuff that we can't do, but we're going to explain how we increase wealth for investors. How, if they've got money in the bank stroke building society and they're getting nothing, virtually no interest on it now, that's eating away at their capital. And how your service is to provide a bricks and mortar asset that may show capital growth over time, depending on which part of the country it's in, 
Those who are working in the southeast, absolutely, you should talk about that. But net, 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 after all costs, the cash flow from just a single let, certainly in the north of England, way exceeds the gross amount of interest they're getting from the bank. So you're increasing people's wealth. Tell your story. If you can't think of content, you can't think of anything to say, tell people who you are. Tell your story. It doesn't have to be in property because you're just starting out in property, right? It can be your background. It can be who you are. You have life skills. You've got life experience. You've been around the block a few times. Tell people what you do. Your message becomes your brand. You know, people will want to work with you if they see your values, see who you are. They'll be attracted to your character, let your character shine through. If you explain to people who you are and what you're trying to do, people will come. Now, I can understand if you've not done it before, if you haven't participated on the forums and it's all a bit new and you're not sure what to say, just start small. So what you've got to do is join the existing conversation. So let's say you go and find the Progressive Property forum facebook group on forum if you if you haven't found it yet just put it in the search box when you go onto facebook apply to join an admin within 24 hours will let you in there's uh on the way to twenty thousand people in that group you know there's more than enough people for you to work with they are so what do you say day one right just join the existing conversation so you will see posts with people saying boom smashed it another great deal picture of a set of keys uh, in front of a flashy car, right? Just join it. Join that post. Join the thread. Put on the thread. Oh, we're really well done. Really inspirational. Thank you for your post, right? They'll start to see your name. They'll start to see who you are. It's really, really important. And then you, you might feel a bit braver and start contributing. You know, maybe there's a question on there that you've got some experience of in your life. Go in and help. Offer help give value, add value, stay on the property forums. So Progressive is great. The other forums are available. Go on the property forums and start joining the conversation. Very, very important. Now, people will start to see your name. They'll start to see your little picture. It's important to have a picture. Don't have a cartoon picture or a picture of your dog or horse or something like that. You want people to see you, right? So you've got to have your picture on there. And maybe now you're feeling more confident. So now maybe you, you're feeling confident enough to start building your own content. Right, so start doing little blogs about what you're doing. I've gone to see 30 estate agents and I haven't found a deal yet. That's cool. People are going to come and help you. They're going to come and help you, suggest what you might do better, ask you what you've been doing. They will help. Because people are basically kind. Blog about who you are, where you're based where your base is really important. So why don't you blog about any big infrastructure programs that are coming to your area, any regeneration that's in the pipeline, who the big employers are, what the uh, employment stats are, what parts of town are really, really cool for investors' return. Let's keep it simple. Let's talk about single lets, right? Wherever you are in the country. I know it's harder in the south of England, but, you know, for the purposes of this, Let's talk about single lets, your returns, your capital growth over time. People will read your stuff if you engage with the forum and you keep posting. 
I've seen it myself. You've got to be consistent. Now, you built a bit of confidence. You've got your business page. You've been blogging. You've been joining the conversation. What else can you do? Maybe you're brave enough to try a video. So don't do it live to start with. Record one on your phone. If you're not happy with it, delete it and do it again. Only post it when you're happy with it. This is private until you post the video. But video is the number one way that people engage with you. They can see your face. They can put a face to a name. Uh, you will get people coming to you if you start posting videos. I've seen it too much. I've seen friends do it too often. I know this stuff works. Diarise your journey. From day one, there is nothing more compelling than seeing someone new to the industry get their message out there. Talk about what they're doing. I'm going to the post box to post my direct-to-vendor letters and a picture of some letters, right? Picture of you outside an estate agent. I'm just going in to see this estate agent, see what the, if they've got any deals. I'll let you know what happens. People like that stuff. Maybe you can interview, arrange an interview with somebody who's gone before you. That's always interesting because you can interview someone who's got more experience. You can leverage their experience to share that with the people who are watching your interview video. News, the news, react to the news. So there's plenty of opportunity for property people to react to the news. I mean, landlords... We all know, we see it, the effect of all the new tax changes, Section 24, stamp duty, whatever, is changing the way that investors have to build their property business. Talk about it. Talk about it. What else can you do? Appeal for help. I've hit this roadblock. Has anyone been here before? Can you help me? People will come and help you. So the key to it is, You've got to build credibility. What credibility means is that you are out there and you're working and you're honest and you're doing deals or you're looking for deals. You haven't done any deals yet if you're just starting out, but you're actually active and looking and you're following a reasonable, sensible process. It builds your authority. You become authoritative about your area and about your role in the property business because you've been doing it a little while now. You give, give to people, give content. When I say give content, if you're new, just share your journey. There's a massive value in that. You can turn it into a book. Just tell people what your struggles are and what your successes are. They'll love it. They'll love both of them. And the most important thing, and I'm guilty here, this is the thing where I fall down, you've got to do it consistently. You know, we see somebody like Rob Moore posts every day, three or four times a day. We all see his posts. We all know what time he's going to post because we see them at the same times every day. He does it for a reason. He does. So you've got to be consistent. When I am consistent, I build a really, really healthy following of people. Some of my videos, two or three of my videos, have got up to over 9,000 people have watched them. Right, I haven't hit. I haven't gone through the ten thousand barrier yet. Okay, but some of them have gone to nine thousand, and this is when I'm doing them every week, two or three times a week, talking about property, talking about my adventure, talking about what I do. Uh, there were two really, really strong ones. Ones I did when I was on holiday, 
on the Greek islands and I did one the Sunday morning wearing my sunglasses. That was a mistake. You should never do a video wearing sunglasses. But I just left them on and it got a load of views, about 9,000. And the other one was about keeping deal flow in place. So not getting wind in your sausage machine. That was a really popular video. People liked it. And I got, again, something over 9,000 views now. So be consistent. I've got to build up my consistency. You, If you watch me, you'll see I'm trying to do it now as well. So be consistent. Watch what others are doing. Watch in particular what Rob Moore's doing because he's a master at it. And he's an example for us. Every day we get out of bed or I get out of bed, you know, I'm embarrassed to share with you now that before I go to the bathroom, I check my phone. I mean, you know, somebody my age, what's that about? And invariably, eight o'clock, half past eight in the morning, Rob has posted Right, so just copy what he's doing because he's really, really good at it. Okay, so we've talked about what are the things that, uh, what are the mistakes that people new to the industry make? The first one is they give up, right? The second one, I've got another one for you here. They overcomplicate things. They do. And sometimes in certain instances, I think maybe people hide behind the complications rather than go out and talk to people. Now, I know we are all different types of people. I honour and respect that. And there are people who are detail-driven, right? But if you're detail-driven, that's cool. You've got to be salesy as well. Now, some of us are so salesy. I, I put my hand up. You can't see me, but I've got my hand up for that. But what I need is somebody who sweeps up behind me and clears up the carnage, that follows me around and is a detailed person and, and, and can tick off all those boxes for me. So it always surprises me that generally, in general terms, these are the questions that I get from new people coming into the industry, right? Business cards, you know, the minutiae of business cards. What should they put on their business cards? Should they have a picture on their business cards? For about five years, I didn't even use a business card. There, I've said it. It was just me, you know, and if I wanted to talk to somebody I met, I'd take their details on my phone. I now have a business card. It's not printed both sides. It's only plain white. It doesn't have my picture on it. So I've seen uh, other people advise that you should have your picture on because it makes you more memorable and they'll remember what you look like. I don't think people forget me generally. So all I've got, very, very minimalist on my business card, is my name, my email address, my phone number, because that's what people need. And it's a white card and it's got dark grey lettering on, very minimalist. And on the back of the card, it's just plain white. And the reason I do that is that if I meet someone who hasn't got a business card, and sometimes you do, I can put their details on the back of one of my cards with a pen and keep it. So I've got their details. So uh, business cards, you can do it any other which way. I'm going through a minimalist period now. Maybe you should try it as well. What else do they overcomplicate? Compliance. Compliance is very important. We are regulated by the estate agents. Act if we are deal sourcing and packaging. You need to be compliant, right? But actually, it's not very demanding intellectual exercise. It isn't. You know, I've filled in those forms. I've gone through the process. I know what's involved. It's not very difficult. Okay, but people fret and moan and ask questions, 58 questions about 
this and that and the other. Um, just get on with it. Just do it. And, and they're setting up their companies. Now, whether you trade through a company or as a sole trader or an LLP, you have to get advice from that in your world, from your accountant, whoever that is. Because uh, I don't know what else is going on in your world. And, you know, there may be a clash. So get the appropriate advice. But you can set up a company online in about 10 minutes for about 15 quid. Yes, they send you all the documents and you have to fill in. I get that. But it's not a very difficult thing to do. Sick codes. SIC codes. For those of you who don't know what a SIC code is, it describes the type of activity that you generate in that company. So we have tortuous, long conversations with people fretting about, there's a lot of sick codes, right? Which sick code do I need? So I'm going to kill this right now. It drives me up the wall. These are the ones you need. 68100, that is for buying, holding, trading property. 68100, you might want to do that, get that sick code. An estate agent sick code is 68, they all start with 68. 68310. Okay, so don't nag me about sick codes going forward. I will not engage anymore in a tortuous 20-minute conversation about sick codes. The answer to your question is 68100, 68310. Those are the sick codes you need. New bank accounts. Tortuous posts about, whoa, which bank should I go to? What's the best bank for a business account? Where should I go? Just go and open one. Do you know what? All the banks are the same. Some are more the same than others. But if they offer you a business account and it's reasonably priced or free or cheap or whatever, go and sign up. Open a business account if you want a business account. Go and do that. But we don't have to have tortuous, tortuous conversations about whether this bank's better than that bank or should you wait for this bank or would you get business lending from that bank? It's just totally separate conversation, right? So just go and open a bank account. Sick codes. Did I mention sick codes? I think I might have a little bit earlier. I'm just going to repeat it for your benefit. Write it down in case you didn't have a pen at that point. Write it down. 68100. Buying, holding, trading properties. 68310, estate agency. No more. No more sick codes. Accountants, solicitors. You need accountants who understand property. You do. You need solicitors who are trade solicitors, right? Not your corner shop solicitor who might not be focused on professional property investment, right? They all know how to do a conveyance of a house, right? But that's not really what you want. You want someone who's a bit more clued up. Ideally, a property investor themselves. That's what you want. So we give on the deal packaging training lists of accountants, of solicitors, of brokers, of commercial brokers, all people we've worked with, all people we know will respond to you. So those are the people you want to get. I can't do a list here, but those are the people that you want to work with. Uh, Message me privately and I will give you specific help. But do not message me about sick codes. We're not having that conversation anymore. So I hope this has helped you. Just to summarise, the question was for a new person going out, setting up in the property deal packaging, deal sourcing industry, what are the mistakes? And the mistakes are, first of all, that they give up too quickly. 
Secondly, that they overcomplicate the process. What we do is very simple. Let's keep it very simple and it will move much quicker. I hope this has helped. I'm going to put a post out there and say that this podcast will be live in a couple of weeks and you can have a look at it there. I hope it's helped and I hope you buy all of them. See you soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.